welcome to the We Talk Health podcast, the official podcast for West Tennessee Healthcare. Please be advised that this podcast is not intended to replace any medical advice. Always follow your medical professional's advice and direction. Nothing said in this podcast is intended to supersede or supplement the direction of your medical caretakers. If you have any questions, please reach out to us at wetalkhealthpodcast at gmail.com and we will do our best to answer any questions you may have. Welcome to another episode of We Talk Health. My name is Will Cashcrow, and today we are going to be talking about baby-friendly and what that means. Joining me today is Linda Snyder, Rachel Bell, and Tammy Geary. How are y'all today? Good. Good morning. Thanks for coming in. So I mentioned that we're going to be talking about baby-friendly. Jackson-Madison County General Hospital has been designated as a baby-friendly hospital. So, Tammy, can you kind of tell me exactly what that means? Well, being a baby-friendly facility means that we're more focused on the mom and the baby as a couplet together as a unit. So they can have more bonding time together and not keep them separated as much as we used to in the olden days when we take the baby straight to the nursery. Gotcha. Okay. So say I was a father and my wife was coming in to deliver a baby. What can we as a couple expect or what can the mother expect? We have the support person with the mother and that person can stay with them through the laboring process and then they come on out with us on the postpartum floor and can stay with the mother the entire time, the entire stay. Okay, and that support person would be like... Whoever she chooses is her support person. Gotcha, okay. Is that also the same case during normal times or just during COVID? That is also the case in normal times. A support person can come. With the COVID, we only allow that one support person to be with them. Gotcha, So there's no swapping out. Gotcha. Baby Friendly Hospital Initiative was started by the World Health Organization and um, UNICEF to recognize hospitals and birthing centers that offer that higher level of care for infant feeding. And we have that honor of being one of a little over 600 birthing centers in the nation that have that. And one of the only one hospitals and birthing centers in this region to say that we're baby friendly. Wow, okay. That's amazing. So what does the process, Rachel, what does the process look like if, if I'm coming in with my wife, say for example, and we're about to have a child? Uh, what does the process look like from walking into the hospital before you give birth to leaving after? We include the support person mm-hmm. um, through every step of the way. We keep them educated and informed the whole entire time. Of course, after delivery, we encourage skin to skin with mm-hmm. baby. Now, does that include the mother and the support person? Yes, it includes the mother or the support person. Okay. If mom is not medically able at the time of delivery to do skin to skin, then mm-hmm. we do allow the support person to do skin to skin with the baby. Okay. Baby skin up against skin of the adult or the right. person. Okay. It helps as far as keeping their temperature stable. Mm-hmm. Stabilizing their blood sugar helps lots of benefits. Really, just from doing skin to skin helps all those. And helps calm the the baby, and then you get on. If they want to breastfeed, then that's when y'all... We can assess with, you know... Really? I didn't know that was... That's the optimal time for the baby to nurse the first time. I had no... Like, I'm not a father, so I've not gone through this. But I I had no idea the benefits of skin-to-skin. I'd seen people who, like, I'm friends with on social media who's had children that, like, the father would be holding the baby or the support person would be holding the baby, like, shirtless, doing the skin-to-skin... With warm and, blankets. Yes. Right. I, I never knew that there were, like, medical benefits to that other than just, like, creating a bonding moment with that person and the baby. Bonding and keeping baby's temperature up and 
Wow. Our, our neonatal unit has been doing it for years. They just called it kangaroo, kangaroo care. care. <laughs> and so what um, nationally what they found out was it's got great benefits while they're in the hospital and even when you go home with your baby, especially if you got a colicky baby that's screaming and crying, crying at 2 a.m. in the morning. Right. 2 a.m. Like, like I did. Get that's, some. That's a good benefit, too. Wow, I had no idea. Calms them down and helps everyone get some loving in. Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> Are there, like, specific myths that people maybe come into the hospital expecting one thing, you can't do this, you can do this? that are in fact wrong that you guys try to educate people while they're there that you would like to talk about now? Some people feel like that because we are baby friendly that they can't bottle feed or that we don't support someone who wants to bottle feed and Mm -hmm. that is not correct. Okay. We want to give everybody information on the the positive benefits of breastfeeding but it's everybody's personal choice whether they want to breast or or formula feed so um and it it depends on their lifestyle and Mm -hmm. you know they may be going right back to work or have different things going on that we're not aware of so we're here to support them whichever way they choose gotcha and we take this information too will not just when the patient is admitted here but we also are taking this educational materials to the ob providers in the community so that they can go ahead and be introduced to some of the routines that we do at the hospital and have that information they need to mm-hmm. make that um, educated decision whether they want to breastfeed or bottle feed or what's right. So what about the myth of skin to skin must be done after delivery with all moms and babies? Is that a requirement? All mothers are encouraged to hold their babies. Mm-hmm. As we said earlier, it promotes bonding, helps you to breastfeed, um, regulates baby's temperature and blood sugar. After delivery, you know, we'll assess baby as along with mom to make sure everyone is stable. And if any interventions need to be done, we will do those. Okay. After the baby is born, do they stay in the room with the mother or do they go to the nursery or is it a combination of both? Baby will stay with mom at all times unless indicated medically, you know, that they need to go to the nursery. But for the most part, you know, we do everything in the room. Baby is with mom the whole entire time as far as hearing tests, baths, blood sugars, any lab work that needs to be done will be done in the room. What about pacifiers? Growing up, I was never allowed to have one. I'm 28 years old. When I was born, my mom never let me have a pacifier. I think at the time she was afraid for me to have a pacifier because of some unknown, like unspoken medical thing that probably wasn't rooted in science. It was just something that she had heard from a friend. Uh, so are pacifiers allowed? Is that encouraged now? We do recommend giving pacifiers. Uh, the APA has a statement out that it can help with SIDS. But oh, if you're a okay. breastfeeding mother, we ask that you wait until the baby has firmly established the breastfeeding. Gotcha. And then okay. you can introduce the pacifier. So if you want to use a pacifier, we don't prohibit it. You just need to bring one with you when you come Perfect. to the hospital. So what are some benefits of baby rooming in with the mother? When the baby rooms in with the mom, they they sleep better, they cry less. The mom has a chance to get to know her baby and to learn the feeding cues and to learn what noises the baby makes. Depends on whether the baby's hungry, whether the baby's wet or dirty, needs changing. Mm -hmm. So all that happens in those first 24 to 48 hours, mom is learning her baby and all all the cues the baby's giving. Okay. So what do mothers and their support person need to bring whenever they're coming to the hospital to have their baby? Some of the things that we get asked and what we try to tell patients is, number one, are they pre-admitted or have they pre-admitted? And hopefully after 20 weeks of pregnancy, 
that has already been done. You can go to the first floor of admitting mm-hmm. at the hospital. That's called Storkin. And so you just need photo ID and insurance card. Okay. Um, if you have that, we'd like for you to go ahead and, and go by and see the, the ladies down admitting to do that. But what to bring, some of the um, items that we've had new moms and parents come back and say, oh, I wish I would have had this packed, right. was like a phone charger with a long cord so that it reaches over to the hospital bed. So phone charger with long cord, maybe some extra money for um, snacks for dad if he's wanting to eat. There are places in the hospitals, mm-hmm. um, Subway, Chick-fil-A, cafeterias, um, Starbucks, so it's always good to have some extra pocket money for that. In labor, Rachel, you might can help with this, but any kind of massage or relaxation items as far as um, we, we tell them in childbirth class, like a tennis ball, if they're having back labor pain, something to rub around on their back to mm-hmm. add a little extra pressure or um, like heating pads. with Lotion, yeah. um, distraction techniques such as maybe music, so headphones. Okay. We've had some couples use essential oils like lavender you know diffuse that in the room just a calming relaxing sensation that's right and then of course if you got a favorite pillow or a little favorite blanket that sure. you like to travel with you can throw those in and a robe <laughs> a <laughs> robe i will speak from experience a good robe that you can just throw on and go take a shower go to the bathroom get back in the bed yeah yes maybe some cheap flip-flops if or anything like that to Some house shoes. walk around with. Then when you get ready to come home from your stay, you're going to need some clothes, one more set of clothes for the mom, and then a um, set of clothes for the baby to wear home, too. We encourage you and to go ahead and get your car seat ahead of time. Know it, read it, um, look at it, go ahead and figure out how it's supposed to be installed into your car mm-hmm. um, before you come to the hospital. There are um, resources in our community. There are fitting stations for car seat safety. You can go and make an appointment if you want to do that and get someone to look at your car seat ahead of time. But we encourage you to do that before you come in. Okay. One other thing you might consider bringing, if you're breastfeeding, you need to bring a good nursing bra. Okay. Um, you might also consider bringing some nursing pads, whether you're breastfeeding or not. If your milk comes in, mm-hmm. then you would need a pad. Also, if you want to bring your breast pump from home, lactation can help you and show you how to hook it up and use it and tips and tricks for that, too. Okay. So are there specific rules that we need to keep in mind uh, in regards to COVID? Obviously, there are measures that are being taken to ensure that delivery is still safe for everyone involved, uh, even during COVID right now. So I imagine there are specific rules that people need to understand before they come in. So what would those be? Um, when you come in, if you have been tested for COVID or if your support person has, we need to know that. Okay. Um, so we can keep our staff protected. We still want you to have a support person. Even if you come in and you are COVID positive, your support person will stay with you the entire stay. Okay. We ask that everybody wear their mask, the patient as well as the support person, anytime mm-hmm. a nurse is in the room, just to help with the protection that way. Sure. Now, is it is it always going to be the same support person? Yes. Okay. That's that's with if you test positive for COVID or if you don't test positive for COVID. Either way, one support person comes the, the entire, entire stay. stay. Gotcha. Okay. So, is there a certain process you need to follow or thing to do uh, if you know you're COVID positive coming to the hospital? Yes, you can call five four one three two nine nine. That is our OB triage. 
that lets us know that you're coming to the hospital or you're already here because you will not go through the admission doors. We will physically come and get you. A nurse will come and get you and take you to your room. Okay. Whether that be OB triage or that be the labor hall. Okay. What was that number again? Five four one three two nine nine. So do you guys offer classes for uh, either new mothers or uh, families who are about to be? Yes, we have, yeah. we have a lot to choose from um, for expectant first-time parents. We have childbirth classes that we are still offering in person and some by Zoom now with okay. COVID going on. So that gives the parent to be an option of whether they want to attend in person or just join us online. So childbirth and then there's breastfeeding classes. Infant care class is a great class for first-time parents. If you've already had a baby before and got some siblings out there, then there's a big brother, big sister class that we offer and all our classes are available listed at um, WTH.org under classes and events. Okay. Everything that we have coming up offering is listed on there. So if you are interested in a class, just go there and pick one, register online, and we'll be getting in touch with you. Listeners, I've actually put that link in the description of this podcast as well. So if you need it, you can find it there. This has been a great conversation. I've, I've personally learned a lot about what baby friendly means and Uh, Hopefully everyone listening has learned as, as much as well. Rachel, Tammy, Linda, thank you guys for coming in today. And this has been another episode of We Talk Health. Thank you for having us.